Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we are talking to Keely. I also want to mention that my dog is in the room, Battle. So if you hear any strange noises or squeaks from a toy, it's my dog. We'll see how he does being in here. I think you can hear him right now. But he's so cute and I want him around me all the time. So we're gonna give Keely a moment to join in and then we're gonna get started. Oh, battle. Okay, I see Keely. thanks how are you i'm doing well thank you good i was kind of hoping it was going to work on my laptop but it doesn't seem to wanting so oh yeah this is i definitely have had issues with instagram live but i'm happy that it works most yeah. times yeah most times. yes so are you ready to get started yeah perfect so can you tell us a little bit about your background with trichotillomania yeah so it actually started with um, alopecia for me. Um, I was diagnosed when I was about 15, I think. Um, and it was around the back mainly. Um, and it was when that started to grow back that the trick started and the fascination with how the hairs felt and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So probably around 16, 17, I started to pull. Yeah. And have you noticed your pulling progress to other areas or have you stayed mostly from the scalp? Um, I have a tendency every now and then um, to go a little bit wild on my eyebrows, um, but I seem to be able to stop that quite quickly. Mm. And I'm not sure why, but I have actually tried to inherit it, it from somewhere else. So like I'll pull from like my legs to try and get that because I feel like it doesn't matter as much, mm. but it just, it doesn't stick. So it's just mm. always the scalp. Yeah, I've, I've tried the legs, the arms, and it's just, it hurts. It yeah, really it does. <laughs> yeah. But it's strange points. that it hurts mm -hmm. when it doesn't appear while you're doing it. I suppose right. sometimes it does, but you don't think about it as much as when you do it from somewhere else, do you? Mm -hmm. I think also, like, you know, being um, so into the different types of hair, my you know my leg hair it has like a, a bigger bulb you ever notice mm. that it's like a bigger white and that like hurts so much more yeah. and i you know we can find those in the hair on our scalp but you know sometimes there's the one with the sheath on it or like the one that has a little black root and that doesn't hurt as bad no no i agree i think the ones on your legs as well i think um if you shave obviously they're thicker anyway when they come back so i think that might be why it hurts a little bit more but yeah, the legs aren't for me, it's the hair. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. When you first learned that you were pulling your hair, did you know of trichotillomania before or did you find out it had a name after? It was after. Um, I thought I was crazy 
um, because I'd started to pull out this hair that I'd grown back and I, I just didn't understand why. So I started to Google it as you do and done some mm. research and there wasn't really that much about it at the time. But I built up the confidence to go to the doctors and I like went to him with what I had and I said, like, this is what I think it could be. Um, <laughs> and much to my surprise, he didn't have a clue what I was going on about. Um, he actually Googled it at the same time. Mm -hmm. But he agreed that it more than likely was that kind of thing. But that was that from that. I was just kind of sent on my way and just started researching more and more about it and felt a lot better because there were so many other people out there doing it mm -hmm. but at the time there wasn't I wasn't aware of this um hair loss community so I was very much alone because the doctors didn't know and it was just blogs that I was reading from years back so mm -hmm. yeah and I I had a similar experience with you know a therapist not knowing and I remember my mom saying, you know, my foot started to tap because I was like kind of irritated. You know, I'm, I'm reaching out for help mm -hmm. here. I'm doing this thing. And like, you also don't know, not their fault. Yeah. It, the DSM-5, you know, I don't know what copy they're on now, but it's, it's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like not their fault. But at the same time, I was, I was really disappointed without, yeah. you know, that, that knowledge because I craved it so bad. Yeah. And I think that makes it harder, doesn't it? Not, not knowing makes it so much harder than because I know that when they said to me oh it's trick I felt so much better because you know what it is and that makes all the difference mm. so. now what made you want to be so open about it were you always open about your hair and your hair loss or was it something that kind of you know developed over time for you um I think it kind of developed over time I was even when I had the alopecia, and I still do, um, mine's very much stress-related. So typical, obviously, when you're stressed, you tend to pick more, but then I get it come out in clumps as well. So I kind of learned to keep it in, if that makes sense, to, yeah, it's, it's I find it a little bit difficult to explain, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. Have you ever met anyone with Trick in real life? No, I haven't. Um, I mean, I've, I've recently started a new job and I was talking to somebody about it because I'm so open about it now. But back then with the alopecia, no one really knew. Um, so that's why I was so alone. But now I'm so open. Mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody at my new job and they actually turned around and said, oh, I, I pick the hairs off my arms. Mm. And we got into a conversation about it. And you, you realise that although they may not do it from the same place as you, it's the same thing. And it's quite common. Yeah. Even in like just BFRBs in general are very common. Mm hmm. But I don't think when you think about them, you put them into that BFRB spectrum, do you? When you think about biting your nails or stuff like that, you don't put it into that spectrum. Mm. But I think there's a lot more people out there, definitely. Yes. And I, and I love that once, you know, I was more open with sharing and I hear from other people who are open, more people tend to come out and say, hey, me too. You know, I yeah. do that too. Or I have 
for this part of my life. And it is interesting because, you know, you know, at some point people will develop some sort of BFRB. Will it last for some? <clears throat> Maybe not. But there's still that kind of understanding of, hey, I, I'm doing these things that I can't necessarily control and you, you get it too. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I think that's why it's important to raise more awareness about it. So little things that people do that aren't a problem to them but seem a problem to other people, it can, it can be made more aware mm -hmm. and people don't think somebody's strange for doing something or or a little bit odd do you know what I mean because that, yeah. that is what the view that some people have when they don't really know what what's what mm -hmm. unfortunately <laughs> right no it's so true and it's it's you know in the mainstream and in um the media you know most times it doesn't it doesn't help the case yeah. where it's like you're trying to spread awareness and they're you know having someone you know, in the insane asylum, you know, pull their hair. It's like, wait a minute, you know, that's, let's not group those, yeah, those together. But it is so nice to have other people share with you. How did it feel speaking to that coworker and then them confiding in you? I was, I was, it was strange because I was happy, but I felt sorry for him. Hmm. So it was, I think, it, when I explained about the whole trick in BFRB thing, it was a bit of a surprise to him. Because mm. I think he thought he wasn't not doing anything wrong, because you're not doing anything wrong, are you? But it, he didn't think it was anything. Oh, okay. Actually, it, it seems to be that he does it all the time. Mm. So it more than likely is trick, but with his arms. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to think that sometimes the the label or the name of the diagnosis, for some it can be really, really helpful. Yeah. For others, it can be like detrimental. You know, yeah. maybe that situation was one of those ones where he's like, you know. Yeah, I, thought... I think he thought it was kind of harmless. And then mm -hmm. kind of when I, like, it is harmless, like I said, but when I explained it, he was like, oh, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, you saw it kind of sink in a little bit. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. So what are some, you know, when I, when I am in a pulling zone, like I'm just like in my own head, I do certain things to try to snap out of it or get myself out of that situation. Are there some things that you do? I mean, there's things that I've tried, but with me, I have quite a lot of underlying mental health problems. So it, it's, I go into what I like to call trance-like states where I just completely zone out and sometimes two hours can pass by and I've just been sat there picking this whole time and I haven't realised but that is linked to my mental health so it's difficult for me to to be able to snap out of these picking moments when it's more complicated than just my hand to my head mm -hmm. there's a lot of other things going on that that need to be sorted before i can i can get to this stage mm -hmm. but unfortunately in the uk there's a two-year waiting list so <laughs> oh, wow. mm -hmm. yeah that must be tough what what are some things i know that you're on the list you know what how do you manage while being on the list you know knowing that maybe one day you'll get that help that you want but not being able to right now i mean 
I'm quite a strong person, so I'm lucky in that respect. And I know I've lasted this long, so I know I can wait a little bit longer. Mm. But unfortunately, there are people out there that aren't quite as strong. So I couldn't imagine what it would be like for them. But mm. for me, it's just, I've got a good boyfriend, I've got good friends, and I've got an employer that understands. So that that for me is important. But yeah, it's a shame for those that aren't strong enough and they have to try and find something to keep them occupied as such for, for two years. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a shame. I asked a question on social media the other day about what maybe other people would want me to ask on trick talks and one question was um if you want to share your best experience with like trick and then like a worst experience it could be like sharing it um or just like a situation that happened involving it um it's i don't i'm not too sure i've had a couple of bad experiences not necessarily because they knew it was trick but because i was wearing alt hair um once was an occasion I was out with my friends and it was the first ever time I'd worn a wig out and a girl came up and she just pulled it from behind and she was like well that's fake and I'm I'm quite a not confrontational person but I will stand up for myself but I was completely shocked and I just froze I didn't even say anything I just completely froze and then just broke down into tears afterwards so that wasn't a very nice experience um and then obviously recently on instagram i come across a lovely troll who mm-hmm. who tried to troll me um but other than that i've not had any other bad experiences i can't say any any more because it's two out of ten in ten years mm-hmm. and good experience i would say it's just so I had my hair up for so many years before I discovered toppers. I only discovered them about three years ago now, I think. Um, so I think the best experience for me was first my first topper and people seeing me with my hair down for the first time. Because my boyfriend, I've been with him like five years now, like coming up to five years, and he had never seen me with my hair down when I met him. So that was one of the best experiences was being able to to show him what I looked like mm-hmm. with my hair down. And I think people do look very different. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was probably one of my best experiences. That's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that there are um, you know, so many different types of hair for people, toppers. You know, I, I never even knew that was a thing until I recently. Did I. Like so great. That's yeah. Beautiful. Wonderful. Can you tell us more about, you know, how you found, do you have like a favorite place you go for the topper? Do you experiment with different like styles? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, So when I first discovered toppers, um, I can't actually remember how I discovered them. All I knew was that I was picking from my crown and I needed something to cover it. So I was Googling some crazy stuff like crown hair cover and wild stuff. And I come across um, crown hair toppers, I think they were called. And I was looking at them and kind of got to know a little bit about them. And then I saw the price tag. And I was like, well, like that's expensive. And Mm -hmm. because I'd never heard about them, I'd never seen anybody with one. It was a lot of money to spend with knowing nothing. So 
my boyfriend bought me a wig and from that wig I customised it so I cut the wefts out the back of it into a topper to get the feel of it and see how I liked it and I really it transformed my life it didn't look great but it transformed my life um and that's all that mattered so Mm -hmm. from there I discovered the huge world of what the hair loss community I suppose and this Mm -hmm. huge world of toppers but um I've only ever tried a perfect fringe piece which was pre-loved um from a friend of mine that I met on in the hair loss community and uni wigs so they're the only two that I've tried and I mean I love my uni wigs pieces but then I haven't tried anything else so Mm. yeah yeah so that's so it it must have felt um so freeing for you to have your natural hair out when like you said for years and years you kept it up so I'm so happy for you yeah it it was really good but at the same time, I used to get so frustrated with my hair and my face because mm. I hadn't been used to it for so mm. long. The wind, and I'd be like, <laughs> trying to get, and I'd get really annoyed because I'd be like, I'm not used to this. But <laughs> you do get used to it. Now, I, I'm still, I'm hung up on the person who pulled the wig. That, as a person with trick and who has bald spots, you know, one of my biggest fears was that happening. And it's just so, it angers me because that is like the, one of the worst things you could do to somebody. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, I, I'm thank, I thank you for sharing that because that is such a hard thing to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, and I want to just commend you because you're, you're sharing this, this story, of course, trick, but you're sharing this also the side um, that's really upsetting. But now we're able to see how much, you know, your confidence has grown since then. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. I mean, I look back now and I think, yeah, the wig did look fake. But at the same time, she had no idea why I had it on. I could have just had it on for fun. Mm-hmm. Somebody could have lost all their hair through chemo. She had no idea why somebody was wearing that wig um so it was just a cruel thing to do and in all honesty I didn't wear hair again after that until I met my boyfriend who um I I just confided in and he made me like myself enough to want a wig so it wasn't until I met him that I actually got hair again so it did affect me and it did it did have an impact where I didn't want to wear alt hair. But mm. essentially, I have the best time of my life with alt hair now. So yeah, <laughs> I couldn't care less. I bet she can't do her hair in two minutes like I can. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so important for us to share our stories because if she knew anyone with any type of hair loss, I mean, what are you thinking to do that to someone? You know, yeah. um, I'm just hoping that the more that we share and, you know, post our pictures on the internet and everything um, to bring awareness to the hair loss community that things like that need to stop happening. Cause that is such a fear, you know, for me personally. Um, and I'm sure for, you know, everyone who, who experienced yeah. hair loss, that I'm just, I'm just praying that um, with more awareness brings more understanding and not. Yeah. I mean, she probably does know somebody with hair loss. That's the thing. Um, she more than likely does Mm -hmm. so I think people are just ignorant aren't they and 
it, they just don't seem to want to care mm -hmm. enough to understand so you mentioned your boyfriend and and saying how when you you know he made you like yourself to the point where you wanted to um you know wear hair again when you met him did you tell him right away about trick and, and your hair loss or did you kind of wait for a moment how did that go for you um to be honest i actually <laughs> We met each other when we were drunk. So knowing me being drunk, I probably just came right out with it. Um, I tend to do that if I've had a drink. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm open anyway, but when I have when I tend to have alcohol, then um, I'm a little bit more open than I probably should be. <laughs> so I think it, uh, we were probably a little bit into intoxicated at the time, but he's been amazing with it. And I'm, I know I hear people so much say you shouldn't, be thankful to have somebody in your life who understands but I think to some degree we should because there are so many nasty people out there mm -hmm. and not necessarily just nasty people but people that just don't understand you can be a nice person and not understand um so I think I am very lucky to have someone who doesn't care what I look like but does but not my hair doesn't mm -hmm penalize me for having less hair or when he wakes up for work I've got a big patch showing he doesn't bat an eyelid so mm -hmm. yeah no and it, it is so great because I feel like when you are you know loved for you not just mm -hmm. like what you look like but like loved inside then you are are willing to take more risks and like we yeah. see that when you saying you know I'm gonna try new new pieces and he bought you a wig it's so nice and it's because you know you yes, you should be comfortable with yourself, but it does speak a different life into you when someone else is just like rooting for you 100%. Yeah, and you it know. makes you love yourself as well, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think a lot of the time with trick, not just trick, but just in general, women tend to just fall out of love with themselves these days. And I think that's so much based on society, the way society says you should look and feel. Mm -hmm. I think when somebody loves you for you and you don't have to change anything, it makes all the difference because mm -hmm. I mean I've said to my partner about having like a little lip filler and stuff like that and he's like no mm -hmm. no like I don't want you to have it so it's nice that even with hair like this mm -hmm. you can still be loved yeah it's and it also feels like things inside aren't as heavy or even as serious as we might tell ourselves, you know, it's always like, I'm beating myself up about trick and I'm like, oh my gosh. But to him, when I, when I tell him, it's like, oh, okay, that's just you. Yeah. It makes yeah, me, he doesn't see it like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah. it's, it is strange that, that you feel like that and then they feel another way. And it's, it's a shame that you can't feel the way they feel. Right. But it's easier said than done, isn't it? So here's, you know, here's to working on, you know, seeing yeah. myself like from their point of view, you know, because it is, we're our own yeah. worst critic, you know? So what are some things that you like to do for fun, you know, maybe for self-care? I think self-care, I'm quite bad at. I don't tend to look after me first 
um I mean I do things to keep me keep me occupied so when I feel like I'm going to go into like a picking episode um I I go and do like paint my numbers or at the moment I'm doing a 5d diamond paint a picture thing and before I know it hours have passed honestly Mm -hmm. about four or five hours have passed and I've probably only done about this much (laughs) but it's so helpful to keep your mind occupied but in regards to taking a day out and pampering myself that's that's not not me so I would rather go for like a nature walk and stuff like Mm. that so Nice. I am obsessed with those diamond paintings. Oh my gosh, I did like eight last year. Like, I'm obsessed. Yeah. They're so great. Yeah, well, my friend actually got them for me um, because she knows what I'm, I'm like um, and she knows I need to keep my mind occupied. So she got me two. And I probably should have finished this one by now, but I actually, they packed it wrong and sent it to me wrong. So I actually stuck all the wrong colours on one. So I had to pick oh. them all off and put mm-hmm. them all back on again. So that's taken longer, but it's, it's kept me occupied. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I feel like it's always great to have different like tools for the trick yeah. tool. If both my hands are busy, that's great. And with the diamond painting, you know, one's holding the beads, one's... Yeah. And so it's just like at least some reprieve from having the hands like reach up yeah. and... And hours go by, go by. Yes. They really fly. I mean, when I was doing it, I looked at the clock and it had been like three hours. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. It was only when I tried to move and I was like, ow. I was like, yeah, maybe it has been three hours. <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, and it's so nice because, you know, it makes you take a break. Like I can, I like to listen to like an audiobook while I do mm-hmm. it, just so my mind is listening to that. But but even just doing the same you know motion over again it's so relaxing much more relaxing than i think people think that yeah i mean so helpful really really yeah it really it really is and it's it's the little things isn't it Mm -hmm. literally they're so small yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i've had them ping off everywhere i'm hoping there's lots of spares because otherwise i'm going to be a little bit patchy so (laughs) yes um one other question that someone had had prompted um when I asked what should I ask for trick talks is talking about like parents, like how did your parents um, not even necessarily like react, but more so like respond. How did that conversation go with you? If you don't mind sharing. Um, it's a bit of a difficult one for me, I think, because I don't have the closest relationship with my parents. They know, they do know, mm-hmm. but as sad as it is, I think it's a lack of, not caring that that they don't have that interest they've they've never asked um how it is and when i have been at my parents house and i've said to my mum oh i've got hair coming or something like that there's no immediate follow-up from it so mm-hmm. yeah that's a bit of a i'm not the best person to ask that question to unfortunately well no i mean it's it's you know it's your story and it's it is important to share all different you know, aspects of what happens, because I'm sure there's people out there who can relate to you in that same situation that maybe, maybe they hear from other people, oh, my parents are so, you know, loving and um, supportive and great. But then there's, you know, other situations where, hey, we we don't talk about it. And that's just normal. That's different. 
family's different. And I think that goes to show the, the diversity of trip because you can come, there's people that I've spoken to that have come from a loving family, not a thing wrong, and they've got trick. And then there's people like me that was, let's say, dragged up rather than brought up, mm. and I have trick. So mm. there's two different ends of the spectrum with the same thing. So it just goes to show how, how, how much it can affect everybody. Oh, yeah. It's not just, I mean, mine's trauma related, but the next person's wouldn't be it there's no direct link i don't think mm -hmm. yeah and it's so it's so hard because sometimes i'll have parents reach out and say what were some things that you know maybe helped you and it's mm -hmm. it's it's hard for me to answer because my dad cared deeply about my trick but didn't really like talk about it as much and i liked that from him because i my mom was very hands-on it was like talking about trick all the time when I first yeah. uh, was diagnosed. And so that balance was good for me, but I don't know because I appreciated her, but I also appreciated him and they did com something completely opposite. Yeah. So yeah. it's like my advice, I guess would be, you know, just see what, what your child needs at that time. Things change. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. There's no perfect, you know, way to That's respond. It isn't there. There's, I don't think there's any right and wrong with it. And I think that that's also the hardest thing because you can't say this is going to make you stop. This is going to make you stop because everybody's different. It's mm. such a hard thing to combat for every individual. It, mm. it, it is bizarre how, how similar it is, but how different it, it is strange. I mean, I still struggle to even understand it sometimes. Mm. I just... I just think why but it's it's one of those isn't it it's if you can't beat them join them so yeah oh yeah yeah and that's what one of the things that I thought in my head was you know am I going to like battle with this my whole life and like hate it and like hate a part of myself or am I going to like try my best to like morph this hatred into something that I can like love and, and share and talk about but I'm like going to be 30 this year. So it took me a long time, like 20 years almost to get to that, to that final point. But I think that's fine. I don't think there is, uh, I think one of the biggest things with trick is people like set these deadlines for themselves. And it's not always as simple as that. Like for me, with me, for instance, like I said, I've got all these underlying mental health problems. So I'm not expecting to, to stop picking anytime soon mm -hmm. and I don't I don't think I think mine go hand in hand so until I have my therapy there's no point me even trying because I then stress myself out mm -hmm. by getting angry because I've picked or I've slipped up or mm -hmm. it's I think you have to learn for each person what you can manage and what's doable for you don't overdo it there's no rush Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I'd give anybody. Like, there is no rush. Yeah. And it's what works for me might not work for you or might work for you for a month, you know, because there's so many things out there that we try and eventually we, we stop. Um, yeah. It stops working. But we continue and continue. But it's good to share the things that we've tried and things that might not work for us. But, hey, might work for you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's it. It's, 
it's a very when people ask you that question um how do you do this or how do you do that it's it's very difficult to answer because like you said it's not the same for everybody and mm. I think these these fiddle toys and things that people bring out I think they're invented by people who may have had it or may understood it but not long term because mm. I don't think things like that work long term mm-hmm. I mean that's just my experience but even following people in this community that I've noticed will purchase certain things um post it on their stories and stuff to try and help but then you never hear of it again and I think that's because Mm -hmm. it's the interest has died out yes and maybe don't want to turn around and say yeah I've kind of binned that off I mean Mm. I'm terrible for it I I only stick to things for a week at a time yeah and that's one of my problems is I don't stick to anything and it's Mm. very difficult to to keep doing it yeah. Well, it's also, you know, it's hard, especially like a, like a fidget toy, like you said, I'm going to bring this around everywhere, but I can't be playing with it, you know, while I'm driving, mm-hmm. which is like a, you know, a time when I'm pulling a lot. Yeah. I maybe I could try, but you know, it's just something that like, you know, there's no, there's no um, like foolproof method here. We're all yeah. like trying yeah. our best and, you know, as well as they might work maybe for like an hour and you're saying, great it's still, you know, two days from now, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. there's no, um, there's no certainty with it. Mm -hmm. But I think the easiest way to, well, the easiest way I've learned to cope with that is just go with the flow. Just, just go with it. Mm -hmm. Because if you try and fight against it, when you're not ready, it's one of the hardest things that you'll do. Yeah, that's beautiful because the, the whole thing is like when you're ready. Yeah, right. That's the biggest, the biggest oh. thing. Like I'm, I'm not ready to stop picking. I know I'm not, mm-hmm. but I will still do things to reduce it. But mm-hmm. I'm not ready to to stop. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think I, I like wrote about it a while back, and I still feel the same way. You know, being pull free doesn't make sense for me. Like it just yeah. doesn't. Um, and I'm so proud of people that have, you know, counted their days and it's been years and months. Um, I feel like it does the opposite for me. If I'm counting, then I'm just right away going to be, you know, pulling again. If I, if it kind of falls into the back of my mind and I don't even realize that I've stopped for a while, that works better for me. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does for me too. I mean, I completely agree with that because I have this weird thing where if I don't pick for so long I'll treat myself mm. and I'll pick and oh, that's because yeah, yeah. I've I've concentrated so much on how much I haven't picked I think mm-hmm. no I deserve something good but I don't go and get a chocolate bar or something like that I'll pick so I find not keeping track of it a lot easier and mm-hmm. obsessive then I become very obsessive um, and that's one of my traits I become very obsessive over things Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's healthy either. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's like we already go through, um, you know, the cycle of trick, you know, wanting to pull, pulling, feeling really bad about it, pulling because you feel bad about it. Then you feel even worse, you know, to have those goals um, that we make for ourselves and then not being able to meet them just because of how trick is could just make that cycle so much worse. It's like very scary. I see, you know, I see like the counting, um, you know, of course, I'm happy for everybody that is, you know, successful with it. But for me, I'm, I'm always scared that 
it would just make things you know a little harder than they yeah. already are and that's different personalities isn't it like I'm very much mm -hmm. the same as you that's my view and that they're my worries but then it's other, other people may the thought of us kind of just riding it out might absolutely terrify them um, mm, yeah oh yes it's it's just everybody's different aren't they and I think that's that is why it's so difficult because it's it affects anyone and everyone with anything and everything so mm -hmm. oh yes now you mentioned you have a wonderful friend group Mm. And I'm wondering when you like, do you speak to them about trick like frequently, or is it something that you kind of shared and then they just accepted you and you know life as normal? Um, I think when I first came out um, with trick, I think, and this is no disrespect towards my friends, God, if any of them are watching it, <laughs> um, but I felt like it was kind of just brushed under the carpet a little bit. Mm. Um, through lack of understanding and it seemed peculiar to them maybe so it's kind of just brushed under the carpet but as I've got older I've I've become more and more open about it obviously um before I even set up my Instagram account I messaged them in a group chat and I said guys look this is what I'm thinking about doing will you support me and they just said yeah 110% will support you and they do but I think at the time, because it was so up in the air and not very known about, it was kind of just like, oh, okay, and mm -hmm. pushed aside kind of thing. But yeah, they are very supportive. So yeah. Nice. Now, what prompted you to make an Instagram account kind of focusing on trick? Um, I think it was just the the thought of people going through it alone like I did and I know how I felt and like I said I'm a very strong person and I just thought of people that are going through it that are having a rubbish time and aren't strong and I didn't want I don't think I could live with myself if I knew that I could have done something and didn't mm. so that was the biggest motivation um for me really and for myself as well, it wasn't just purely to help others, it was to help me too. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to connect with people that had stopped, but then I was a bit naive because I was asking them how, and mm. they thought it would work for me, but that's obviously where the big learning curve came in. Mm -hmm. And I started to learn a lot more, so. How did it feel going on social media and you know not meeting anyone in real life to meeting like thousands of people that have the same thing that you do? For me, it was a lot easier because um, I, I have like a, a personality disorder where I struggle a lot to interact with new people in person. Mm. Um, it takes me a lot to, I mean, I've got a very small group of friends and that's just from lack of being able to, to connect with people. So for me, it was perfect because mm -hmm. I didn't have to meet anybody in person and I didn't, I didn't have to be near anybody. So for me, it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. When you first made the account, were you like, did you post pictures of you and say, hey, this is no, me? No, I actually made the account, didn't post anything and had it private. I was kind of that stalker that was like stalking people um, <laughs> until I, I 
built up the courage um mm-hmm. and I was talking to one of the girls and I said like I've made the account I'm not going to post until I'm ready and that's what I did and I still do now I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. consistent because I find it very difficult to mm-hmm. to post when I'm having a rubbish day and yes. nine times out of ten my days are rubbish not just because of my trip but just because of up here mm-hmm. so I find it difficult to push yourself to to post and sometimes I do feel like there is expectations um, mm. but I think not everybody wants to be a blogger mm. and I think there's a difference there mm. I think there's a difference from being a blogger and 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 doing it for your own own sanity if that makes sense yeah though mm. so sometimes I do feel the pressure to have to explain myself or post things but I am mm. slowly learning even more to do it when it's right for me yeah yeah and that's great because a lot of times you know before I was involved in the trigotillomania community there's people that post like you know everything about their lives and they have these beautiful filters on everything but when I when I started becoming like involved in in the trick community I noticed that people were sharing the times that were really hard for them it wasn't the same as the people who were just saying everything's great life is good it was more like hey I struggled today yeah that was really great to see because a lot of times social media is fake you know everything's fake about yeah completely and And that's I think that's what's scary isn't it because going back to when we were talking about uh, like it dictates how you should look and feel and it it really does and I think that it's a scary place out there Mm -hmm. and I give I I take my hat off to anybody that that puts their life out there Mm -hmm. when there's so many trolls around Mm -hmm. um but I think that it's a, it's a safe space that the hair loss community, mm-hmm. and I think that's very important. And I know there's there's been the odd occasion where people have experienced bad stuff. I just want people to know it is a safe community. It is very everyone's got your back. If there's one nasty person, mm-hmm. a whole heap of people come from all over. Oh so yeah, like wouldn't want anybody to be scared about starting up an account to reach Mm -hmm. out to these people because it is very important a lot of people's families don't know families Mm -hmm. and friends don't know so instagram is the only place where they can they can let off steam so it is it's an important place i find Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times when you know when we were younger it was like you know friends on the internet are not real and they're scary and they're like you know 70 year old men you know like it's always like pretending but when you are able to meet someone in the hair loss community who suffers from the same thing that you do, that friendship, it just kind of like blossoms right away. It's, yeah. You have this deeper understanding. And I feel like if you're someone who's out there who doesn't have a friend who has trick like you do, reaching out to all these accounts, these will be your friends. They will be people yeah. that you can confide in and talk to. And so the Instagram you know, community can be really scary because there are trolls for sure. But also it can be really, really great to, to yeah. find those friends. Yeah, definitely, 100%. I mean, the trolls are very far and in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're obviously very sad in their own lives, unhappy in their own lives to want mm-hmm. to troll you. Um, and I think that 
that does put people off wanting to be more open because of trolls mm-hmm. um, I know I, I'm open on my Instagram but I I think it was only a couple of months ago I posted on my Facebook um, and that petrified me because mm. it was a lot of people that I didn't have control over mm. um, but it is that it's that very small amount and mm. I do think it's so important for people do need to reach out because mm. being on your own doesn't help and like I said, if somebody is a troll, then you get the rest of the community that come in and come <laughs> out anyway. So. Yes. Oh, yes. When I saw the the screenshot from what you had posted on your page, like, I was just, like, instantly mad. Like, who is this person? You know, because it's it's just the, the ignorance that some people have, you know? And I, I just, it's hard to believe, but it's really there. You know what I mean? It's like, how can you be this way? But they are. And so, you know. You yeah. definitely have a and it's, it's ignorance again isn't it it's yeah. i mean i had so many messages from that and people just saying how sorry they were and obviously i couldn't thank everyone enough i couldn't reply to everybody but i'm just glad that it happened to someone like me who will just take it on the chin and mm. yes i was angry but i wasn't mm. upset i wasn't sad um mm. I was, de- I was definitely more angry, but I'm just glad that it was, it was someone that could handle it if then rather than somebody who, whose family didn't know, whose friends didn't know, who was completely mm-hmm. on their own and only had the uh, social media. I'm just glad it wasn't mm-hmm. somebody like that because that can, well, we all know what, what can happen when people troll mm-hmm. people online. So. Right. Yeah. And that's such a great point, you know, cause you also, brought it out there you know shared that this is a reality because it is it is a reality that people get trolled on social media and to say hey look i'm not going to let this impact what i share i'm still going to yeah. share what i want you know that just you know shows other people hey if it happens look there's there's bad people everywhere yeah. you know still yeah. move i just and i always will share share any experiences like that I have because it is important to get people out like people like that out there Mm. um but I'm still a little bit on whether I should share who they are because I don't Mm. want to be them responsible Mm -hmm. for that person then being trolled because that makes you just as bad as them right so there's a bit of a a line I think in exposing people but Mm -hmm. also exposing their name I think that's a little bit of a of a different subject because you you're then responsible for them receiving messages yes so it makes you kind of just as bad kind of so Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah. no i think i think what you did was what you handled it beautifully you know you shared and you marked some things out and and the message was this still there you know hey this is what i'm receiving Mm -hmm. this is not okay i'm still gonna do what i what i intend to do yeah yeah you know with or without these these harsh words that are being sent to me for no reason yeah and i hope they did stand on lego because that really hurts (laughs) oh it sure does (laughs) yeah 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 um as we kind of wrap up is there anything that you or any piece of advice that you would give someone who you know is kind of just starting with this or maybe they're getting to that point where they want to share more of their life with trip just i think if my biggest piece of advice would be just don't beat yourself up um, and don't fall out of love with yourself because that's very important. And I think when you try and build yourself up 
when there is no love for yourself it's a lot it's a lot more difficult Mm -hmm. um and i just think that if you don't want to be open with the people that you are close to the people that you love there's a whole community out there you don't have Mm -hmm. to meet any of these people in person and that was perfect for me and i know it will be for other people so yeah just don't be afraid to reach out it doesn't have to be people you know it can be a complete Mm -hmm. stranger but the weight that you feel lifted once you have is so worth it Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, you so too. much. Thank you. And I hope you have a great evening, right? Yes. You're an evening yeah. for you. Okay. I hope you have a great evening and I'll speak Brilliant. to you soon. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye.